Heidi Harris. This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do this a couple of times a week. You can subscribe at iTunes or any place you get your podcasts. Heidi Harris Show. You can also find my live radio show weekday morning, 6 to 9 a.m. on AM 670 KMZQ in Las Vegas. If you forget all that, go to HeidiHarris.com where all the information is there. This is crazy. Listen to this. In order to reduce the associated stigma for people who practice polyamory, the American Psychological Association is putting together a task force to study consensual non-monogamy. Isn't that just sleeping around or screwing around? <laughs> I'm quoting this from uh, LifeSite News. I like the way they put it. Psychologists based at California universities who are leading the group seek to promote awareness and inclusivity about consensual non-monogamy and diverse expressions of intimate relationships. We used to call that sleeping around. We used to call that sleazy behavior. I'm sorry, is it called something else now? Wait a minute. S marginalized identities? What? Division 44 of the American Psychological Association. You're not going to believe this. They actually have a thing called the Religion and Spirituality Task Force which seeks to, and I quote, reduce theological barriers often separating sexual minorities from the sources of their beliefs. I'm not making this up. I am not making this up. I went on the website, and this is what they actually say. I mean, their whole goal is to destigmatize this kind of behavior, which is kind of hilarious, actually, when you think about it. They say the Task Force on Religion and Spirituality was created to encourage a confluence between sexual minority orientations and identities and religious experiences. Okay, here's the deal, guys. If you're a Christian, you're a person of faith, and it's not just Christianity. There are a lot of faiths like this. I mean, try this crap if you're Muslim, right? It doesn't fly. Uh, Mormons don't go for this. Catholics don't go for this. Can't speak for Buddhists or anything like that. But for heaven's sake, I, there aren't many religions that I can think of, unless they're dancing around a tree or something, that allows people to just sleep with anybody they want to and encourages that kind of behavior. It's hilarious. They also go on the American Psychological Association in describing this task force, they say, given the importance of faith and even religious tradition in the lives of many LGBT individuals, the committee seeks to reduce theological barriers, often separating sexual minorities from the sources of their beliefs. <laughs> Here's the deal, guys. The Bible has rules in it. It, it. There are rules you have to follow in life, period. When you're married, you're supposed to follow rules. I mean, you stand there at the altar and you promise to be faithful and this and that, all right? And when you believe in God, Christ, and you believe the Bible, there are very strict guidelines on what you're supposed to be doing. And it's not because God doesn't want you to have any fun. It's because God created us. And he knows that when you're sleeping around, it doesn't benefit anybody. And anybody who's ever slept around or knows a friend who slept around certainly knows what that's like. I remember a couple of years back, I was in a situation with a friend of mine who is an older woman. She's not a kid. She is not a kid. And I remember her getting drunk at some convention and winding up in a hotel room with somebody she dealt with on a professional basis. Who was married? She's not, but he was. And I sat there with her while she cried and cried and cried the next day. Total regret, totally devastated that she did this. Now she's embarrassed anytime she sees him. And they do have to run into each other once in a while. And this is just the most recent example. Obviously, nowadays, I'm a married woman. Most of my friends are married and they don't do this stuff. And I'm not saying she's the worst person in history. I'm not judging. I'm just making the point that this kind of behavior does not lead to happiness. I think everybody knows it does not lead to happiness. You wind up pregnant, probably, uh, possibly with STDs. And not only forget about all that, forget about all that. There's a psychological thing that happens, especially with women, 
there's a chemical produced called oxytocin that is produced when you have sex with somebody that is a bonding chemical. And there are people who are much more experts on this than I am. But it bonds you to somebody. And then when you realize this was meaningless, you gave your body to somebody that didn't mean anything, does anybody understand why that makes you feel miserable? And for a long time, I've said to myself, and I've said to other people, schools ought to teach teenage girls that it's not about the condom. It's not about Planned Parenthood's phone number in their back pocket. What they don't ever talk about is the damage to your soul. They tell you, hey, here's a condom, you'll be safe. Yeah, and if you're not safe from getting pregnant, no worry, got Planned Parenthood. Well, of course, that doesn't prevent every disease. We don't need to talk about all those. You don't need to have that spelled out. But it also doesn't ever talk about the damage that's done to a young lady's soul and to a man's soul, and to their sex life later on with their spouse. Because they've had sex with 45 people before they get married, it messes you up psychologically, it messes up your body a lot of times. There are ramifications. God created us. He knows what's best for us. You may not like it. I mean, the Bible talks, and I'm not an expert on the Bible, okay, believe me, but the Bible talks far more about the way you use your mouth as far as the way you talk about other people or things that you do that can hurt other people or hurt yourself, far more about that, to be honest, than it talks about your sex life. I mean, there are entire chapters of the Bible and Psalms and Proverbs and things like that that are devoted to what you do verbally. So are we going to allow gossip now? Because, you know, gossip's a lot of fun. Let's be honest. When you're trashing somebody, it's like, hey, that's so cool. Like, yeah, did you hear what he did? Yeah, did you hear what she did? I can't believe she said that. I can't believe he said that. Wow, he sucks. Yeah, she sucks. I'm more talented than he is. I'm more talented than she is. You know the whole deal. Gossip's fun. That's why people do it. Should we allow that now? Because after all, you don't want to be separated from God and be gossiping. You'd like to be able to do both. I mean, seriously, fill in the blank. This task force on religion and spirituality, once again, the American Psychological Association, they seek to accomplish their objectives by, and I'm reading this from their website, creating professional and public dialogues between various religious and sexual minority constituencies. Huh? They also want to prepare materials for dissemination to faith-based groups and organizations that present a religiously affirming LGBT pers perspective. Here's what I don't understand. Nobody's forcing you to try to get to God. You can dismiss God. You can dismiss the Bible. You can dismiss whatever book it is that you read, Book of Mormon, uh, Quran, whatever it is that you, nobody's forcing you to read this stuff. Nobody's forcing you, but you can't have it both ways. You want to be close to God and you want to turn around and sleep with anybody you want to. And by the way, you want that affirmed? Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh my gosh. Now, my argument has always been when it came to same-sex marriage, if marriage doesn't mean one thing, it can mean anything, right? And I'm not the only one who said that. Princeton University professor Robert George warned, is polyamory next after same-sex marriage was approved by the Supreme Court? And that's absolutely true. Why should, if it's all about who you love, quote-unquote love, I, I don't mean if it's just maybe love for tonight, maybe love for the hour, I don't know. If it's all about who you love and it's all about your hormones, there's nothing else required, why shouldn't three people be able to get married? Really? Why shouldn't they? There's no reason they shouldn't be. And that's the whole point. If marriage doesn't mean one thing, it means absolutely anything. Here's one woman who was uh, talking about the situation, and uh, I guess this is Jada Pinkett Smith, She's the, or Willow Smith, the daughter of Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith. She's declared herself polyamorous. I don't know what that means, bisexual, I guess. She said, I love men and women equally, and so I definitely would want one man, one woman. Oh, I see. She said, I feel like I could be polyfidelitous with those two people. Huh? 
What does that mean? So you could be sleeping with both of them, but be faithful to them? Okay, I, I, was, I got it. She said, I feel like if I try to find two people of different genders that I really connect with, that we had a romantic and sexual connection, I don't feel like I would need to try and go find more. Okay, I see. All right, well, um, <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. Another thing the American Psychological Association wants to do is develop affirming religious resources for therapists to use with sexual minority clients and families. Wait a minute. If you're a religious person and you claim to represent whatever it might be, the Bible, the Quran, Book of Mormon, whatever it might be, that's your book. You don't get another book. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, you know, you can either laugh or cry at some of this stuff. And all The bottom line is you want to be good with God. And you still want to be involved in, and I'm quoting, consensual non-monogamy. So you want to just sleep around with anybody you want to. Here today, gone tomorrow. Gay today, gone tomorrow. You sleep with your wife tonight, your husband tomorrow. You want to do all this, and you want to be good with God. And you see this kind of thing happen all the time. As a matter of fact, when the sister wives used to live in Las Vegas, and God bless them, they finally left town. But when they used to live in Las Vegas, I remember there was a an article in the local newspaper about it. I did talk about it on the air at times. And they said, you know, his, his wives, da, da, da. They were, no, 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 no. They weren't his wives. He's legally married to one of them. The rest of them are baby mamas. Let's call them who they are. And I talked about this on the air. And, but these kinds of things, telling the sister wives and calling them all wives is crap. It's a complete lie. They're not his wives. They're just women he sleeps with. They're two, they should be named Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. <laughs> But whenever you try to normalize that, you take away from the actual family. We all know that the family unit is what makes the country stronger. Can we all agree on that? Well, maybe not. <laughs> I guess not. But I will keep saying it, even if I'm, sometimes I just feel like I'm just, you know, crying in the wind because uh, certainly living in Las Vegas, you don't see a lot of people respecting the family. And certainly on a national level and a world level, you see less respect for it all the time. But I'm never going to give up trying. <laughs> I'm Heidi Harris. Don't forget you can join me weekday morning, 6 to 9 a.m. on AM 670 KMZQ in Las Vegas. Check out HeidiHarris.com. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Heidi Harris Show. On HeidiHarris.com, you can find my podcast, blog posts, and also you can get copies of my first two books. One's called Don't Pat Me on the Head. The other one is called Cocktail Waitress Wisdom. Both are fun. Both get great reviews. So check it all out at HeidiHarris.com. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose, and it wasn't the purpose of sleeping with anybody who catches your fancy. Just saying. <laughs> oh, here's Tony Scottwell.